No fish have been harmed in the making of this podcast. Well, let's get right to it. Welcome aboard the Talking Bass in PDX podcast. Thank you for joining me on Talking Bass in PDX, the warm water and bass fishing forum where we talk fishing in the Northwest. Hi, I'm Don Clark, and I'll be your host. This is an exciting episode. This is the kickoff of season number three. I remember way back when we started the podcast, I thought I would run out of guests before I had a year done, but it just keeps going, and I keep finding more folks to talk to. I'm always on the lookout for bass anglers, folks who are in the fishing industry, guides, that type of thing, to keep bringing you the best content of the Northwest. If you have someone that you know, or if you're a person who would like to be on the podcast, drop me an email at gonefishingpdx at gmail.com. That email address will be in the show notes. Well, just a quick review of last year. The podcast has grown by over 50% in listenership. We're starting to hit some big numbers now, and we are have listeners in many different countries. So if you're out there listening and you're not in the United States, welcome aboard. I'm glad that you're listening to the content, and please let your friends know about it. Now, there's over 700 minutes. That's 11 hours of content from last year. If you've missed an episode, please go back and listen to them again. Or if you need a refresher of some of the content that we have, please go back and listen to them. You know, I do a lot of um, following on social media. I should do a lot more posting. Maybe this year I will start to do more posts, some of the fish that I've caught, that type of thing. But I'm always on the lookout for newer tackle or tackle that I might want or equipment for my boat. In fact, this this next year I'll be putting out several podcasts that are specifically equipment and tackle. I ran across a company that uh, makes some custom plastic baits. Now, I didn't know how custom until we get into the interview, and you're going to find out a lot more about this. But I went ahead and contacted him for an order because he had the colors that I wanted. Uh, for a particular craw that he's making, and I like the look of it. And then when they came in, I was very happy with the product. I haven't gotten to try it yet. I've looked at it carefully. I've hooked it to a couple of hooks, but I have not uh, got to fish with it yet as it's cold here in the Northwest right now. Now, this podcast is being recorded in January. So if you'd like to support a local manufacturer, and when I say local, he lives in Oregon. You'll hear about um, uh, more about his business as we get into the interview. You should look up Explicit Plastic Bait Company on Facebook or Instagram. He's on both of them. When you see the colors of the uh, the plastics that he's, that he's uh, making and the quality, you'll want to add Explicit plastic baits to your tackle box. Now, when you contact AC at Explicit Plastics, you know, let him know. Tell him, hey, I heard about you on the podcast. He'll he'll really like that. Well, on this episode, I have the owner of Explicit Plastic Bait Company, AC, 
as he goes by. And as we talk through the interview, he's going to tell us about how he gets started, what he's making, what's coming out, and how you can buy explicit plastic baits. Well, let's get to the interview. Well, with me on the phone this this time is AC from Explicit Plastics. AC, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Well, like most of the things that I find out there, it is on social media, and I happened to run across one of Explicit Plastics ads that was on Instagram, and they had some special packages that had been poured, and I decided I had to have them, so I ordered them up. Now, I have tried the smaller craws that you're pouring, but I have not tried the bigger ones yet. So, AC, tell me a little bit about your fishing background and and how you got involved with fishing. Um, I've actually fished pretty much all my life. I'm originally from back east. Um, did a lot of bluefin, yellowfin, tuna fishing. Grew up back there, ocean fishing a lot, crabbing. Um, originally from Maryland, love blue crabbing. Um, moved over here, was actually recruited from Oregon State to play baseball, which is how I ended up in the Oregon State. Um, came over here, briefly did that, ended up moving to Medford, Oregon, where a friend of mine had lived, and um, got in here and fished a little bit here and there. Um, my love was baseball and softball, played that forever, played couple city leagues, um, traveling tournament teams, etc. devoted a lot of time to being on the ball field and reached a point where it wasn't enjoyable anymore. And I looked at my wife and said, you know what, I'm going to go fishing today and went down and bought me a pole from Walmart, went out to a lake, didn't get bit, didn't get caught anything. Um, had the time of my life and quit playing softball and devoted my life to 100% bass fishing at that point, and that was three years ago. Well, I'm so happy that you uh, that you had a career in sports. Uh, go Beavers, by the way. And, um, <laughs> and I'm also glad that you got involved with bass fishing. It is um, a passion of mine that I... I love studying, I like watching, I like talking to people who just like fishing. So now, tell me a little bit about how you got involved with pouring your own baits. Um, I had, you know, been one of my good friends had owned a, a, a soft plastic company and was doing it out of his garage and you know, I'd always go over to his house and buy baits from him, and we'd fish together and do stuff like that. And he ended up um, reaching out to me to and telling me that he was, had his company up for sale. And I was kind of bummed out to hear about it and trying to figure out how I could afford to make that purchase from him. And he had another offer come in before I was able to commit to that. And he went out, I encouraged him to go ahead and 
take that offer because I was at a point in my life where it wasn't didn't make sense for me. Um, so that happened, and then basically through the encouragement of people around me and my peers and how I pay attention to detail and my mind's always spinning was encouraged to do this on my own. So at that point I talked to my wife about it and took the leap and kind of had my game plan and my business strategy in my mind. And that's how explicit plastic started. Wow. That's a, that's a really interesting story. Now, currently uh, I I know that on Facebook and Instagram, and by the way, I will make sure that in the show notes that we post, uh, both of the places that folks can get a hold of you, I see that you're pouring a lot of uh, crayfish. Now, are, is that the only thing you're pouring at this time, or are you getting ready to expand your line? So currently, as of today, I only offer the 2-inch crayfish and the 3.5-inch crayfish. Everything I do here at Explosive Plastics is straight from my mind to design. All of these designs are designed by me in CAD and then sent out to a machinist to mill. There, I don't buy anything from Do It Molds or Angling AI or anything like that. These are all my original designs that I anticipate and make up, and that's how I want to build Explosive Plastics is custom designs that I've gone out and fished or something and stand there and go, oh, well, this would be cool if you added this, or why don't they do this? And kind of taking that into aspect is how I'm moving forward with this. So there are, I have a worm that is being milled into a prototype currently that I am super excited. It hopefully will be up and in production by the end of the month at the latest. Um, and I have a swimmer that I am doing as well. So those will be the three things that I'm doing. The worm is available in a six inch and a four inch, and the swimming bait will be available in a 4.8 and a 3.2 version. But they are all custom designed out of my mind, my brain basically. Wow, so that's really interesting. So rather than just buying stock molds that are, you know, anybody and their brother can go and buy, you're having your own molds made. Correct. Wow, that's going to be outstanding. Now, um, that I now I did not know that. That's that's very interesting because you know you look at some of the plastics that are out there, and there's there's a few guys that are pouring stuff, but they're just buying off the shelf. Molds, so I think it, this is going to be a great look uh, for people to uh, grab. Now, before we get too much further into this, let our audience know if they want to order some of these. How do they contact you? Where can they see them? Um, everybody can reach me. I'm at Explicit Plastics on either Instagram or Facebook. Currently, I have, I have a website in the working. Um, but I I want more to offer on my website than just the two baits I have currently. So once I get my swimmer and my worm available, I will be operating a website at that point. But right now I'm doing everything. Message, everybody messages me through Facebook or Instagram currently, and everything is invoiced via PayPal. Okay. 
Well, that's great. Now we're going to mention that a couple times as we're as we're uh, talking here. Uh, now you had a, a some packages. In fact, I bought a couple of them. Uh, on one side they're a red flake, and on the other side they're they're kind of a brown. What was that called? So that is my very first mix color mixture, and it started with me literally just pouring stuff into a, a measure, measuring jar and mixing it up to see what I could come up with. I injected it and pulled it out and put it up in the light and instantly came up with the name Algae Crawl. Okay, that's where you came up with that name. Yep. Yeah, I just... It was I, pretty intriguing. You throw it up there and it has that light mint um, green translucence to it. And the instant that I did that, I knew what I was going to call it. Yeah, I like I said, I've got a couple packages of these, and I uh, I just cannot wait to uh, for the uh, spring when the Willamette River clears a bit, and uh, these are going to be out there, um, and I am uh, I am sure that those smallmouth bass are going to be just just tearing them apart. So it, it, it just can't wait for for them to get there now. Are those still available? Can people still get them, or have you sold out? I still have those available. Um, currently, right now, I have one, two, three, four, four of the color patterns that I do. Basically, I build an inventory. Once I find a color that I love, that's I keep it in stock. Um, as of right now, I have four colors. Well, as of before January 1st of 2022, I had the four colors I did, which the first one was the algae crawl. The other one is a blue on black instead of traditional black and blue. Um, the third one is a green pumpkin. Everybody in the market does a green pumpkin with a red flake or a green pumpkin with a purple flake. My green pumpkin has a purple and red flake in it. Um, and then I do a version of Pamburn Jelly, which I call Nutella and Jelly, which is a super dark version of Pamburn Jelly. And then as of January 1st, 2022, I came up with the Fire Crawl, which is a three-color laminate done out of the dual injector that I do. Now, I have just happened to have that up on my screen right now. So now tell us a little bit more about that. You said that's a three-color um type so tell me a little bit about how you how you came up with that one um i was urged by several people to do a fire crawl pattern and so i kind of sat down and played with it and got my mixtures right to where i wanted and i just wasn't content with orange and red and you know i looked i did the research on what was out there on the market and what was available. And a lot of people had orange and red and they were calling it fire crawl, which, you know, it is that way. And, you know, the original, the original fire crawl of course started with the Z-Man jackhammer um, lure. That was the very first one to come out with the fire crawl pattern. 
after that, several soft plastic manufacturers took that and ran with it. Um, and so I just researched it and I kept on seeing a consistency in the hard baits that wasn't in the soft plastic in. And that was that with the hard baits, the fire crawl always had a black top on it. So my mind started playing and I, I currently run a dual injector and single injector system throughout my stuff. And I had no way of doing a triple color. So at that point it kind of tweaked my mind a little bit and I got in here in the workshop and went through several processes and, and was able to do a three color laminate on a dual injector setup and put that black back on there. Well, that is a very interesting that you were able to come up with a three-color system. And I, as I'm looking at it, it's um, it's definitely one that uh, that I also want to get because I'd love to try that. Now, one of the other ones. Well, there's a couple other things I want to talk about, but I, I, you've got some pink ones on uh, on Facebook, and I keep <laughs> I keep going. Okay, I I've never thrown pink, but um, what was the motivation for those? Once again, I was urged by people, you know, everybody consistently, you got to have pink, you got to have pink. And I've never thrown pink either. But I have witnessed people throw pink and it just gets slammed. I don't know what it is. Um, I read up about it and, you know, it works predominantly with largemouth on bedding fish. I don't know if it's the... I don't even have a clue how it works, um, but it is a persistent color that gets bit. It works year-round with smallmouth. It just, it it sets them, it infuriates them for some reason. Um, I was never really a firm believer in it, but I watched people fish with it and outfish me, Um and I've had nothing but people want me to do a pink variation. So I kind of went to work the other day and came up with three different variations and asked the public which one they thought would be best to further manufacture. Well, you know, I mean, if, if people are saying that pink works, I mean, I, you know, again, I like to, I like to investigate things and, and research them. And uh, you know what, if they say it's working, I'm I'm going to find out why. Now, if, folks want to put together an order do you have like a mix uh bag that you send a little bit of each color or how is your packaging set up uh currently right now the packaging is set up with six three and a half inch crawls per package and i was doing eight two inch crawls per package but i will be doing ten two inch crawls per package in the future moving from here forward. Okay. So, folks, if you're out there and you want some uh, handmade baits and you want some, some stuff that, uh, I tell you, I've looked at this thing pretty close. The the claws look like the undulation is going to be really, really nice in the water. The weight is really good. Um, as far as hooking them up, um, now I am a person who likes to fish uh, Carolina rig. Um, I'm a finesse type fisherman. 
These mm -hmm. look like these are going to work really well for that, but they also look like they're going to work really good Texas rig. How how have you used them? I've actually used them both ways. I've had several customers use both ways um, in in both aspects, the two inch and the three and a half inch. It's it's surprising. You know, I I originally designed the two inch to be a Ned a Ned rig jig basically predominantly to be used on a net head mm -hmm. but i've had i've had several people throw quarter ounce jig heads on those things and fish them swimming them and they get bit and it, it's been a phenomenal bait in both aspects oh that 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 gave that gives me another option i i use the net rig uh but there are just um you know, you can have so many things set up in your boat, you know, that it's like, okay, which do I go to? Um, yeah. I, fished a, I fished a lot of Ned rigs last year, and it's like, yeah, okay, but I really like, I like to be able to uh, swim the bait through the water or, um, or, or, or put it on a Carolina rig and kind of move it around. Now, one of the other things I wanted to ask you, if somebody comes along with a color that they want, will you custom make colors for folks? Absolutely. Okay, folks, you heard it. If you can come up with a color out there that uh, you know that you think works or you want it to work, um, you know, contact AC. Let him uh, let him pour you some of these up because uh, I tell you, these pink ones are wild. So I bet I bet we can come up with some other wild colors also. <laughs> they are really really something now. I was looking at a post that you had here, and I'm always I I follow Willamette Weapons. Um, if you haven't seen them, gotta go on Facebook, take a look at what uh, what Brian Chapman has. But you were challenged to uh, to match a northern crayfish, and I'll tell you, your match looks really good. Tell me a little bit about that. Um. Brian Chapman, I've never actually met, but he has been a huge contender in helping me pursue this. And he reached out to me uh, last week at some point and through a conversation he had with another buddy of mine and, you know, asked if I would mind being reached out to. And my friend had said, no, by all means, go ahead. So he reached out to me and sent me some different photos of lures that he had made and the actual live image that he had tried to mimic and gave me some incentive to kind of try something outside the box because I was kind of at a point where I didn't really know which, which way to go with the craw or the crayfish as far as color schemes. And so he messaged me and sent me a bunch of stuff, and I looked through it, and I was most intrigued by the northern crayfish or the vireal crayfish, as Brian likes to call it. And it, it seemed the most challenging out of all the ones he had sent me. And so I sat down, and I, I, I believe I spent a good solid four days mixing colors and trying to get a pattern that I that I felt was good a good 
mimic of that specific species. Um, it was definitely a go because of learning the plastisol end of it. You mix certain colors and certain colors blend into others and certain colors don't. They give a more vibrant standpoint. And one thing that it did, it, it kind of set me outside the box because I had never, um, I had never tried to do a separate color on the claw than I did the body of it. And so with that Vareal crayfish, it has a bluish green tint claw. And then the rest of the body is like a, a dark pumpkin seed black. And that was the one thing that set it apart for me. So I once again got my brain twisting and kind of played around and got to a point where, okay, well, let's just try this and see if it works. And it worked. Joining two different colors in the craw and the body, which I did not even know was a possibility up until I set forth on this adventure. Um, and Brian is a huge thing for me to elevate my game to that point to where I can separate the claw claw from the body. Um, but that was, it was a huge venture for me. And I feel like the end point was the best one that I could possibly offer with what I have dispersed at my hands currently. I am 100% happy with it. I sent the bright, the picture of it to Brian and Brian has several of the other pictures that I sent and, you know, offering me advice on what to change and stuff and his thoughts on it. But we pretty much everyone that was involved in that process was in agreement that that was, that was the one that was the winner. Oh, absolutely. I, I've been looking at that picture now for, several days since since uh, we've uh, contacted each other and, and gotten ready to for this recording and i absolutely i tell you i i can't wait to order some of those because i think that um that they are going to work really really well uh because i like to throw plastics i'm not i'm the kind of person who uh, I'm not a big crankbait person. I do like topwater baits, but that, that happens early, early in the morning, and then you can put those away and move on to other things. So for me, plastics are, you know, where, they're, where, I, where I like to be. And so with this particular uh, bait that, that you've got the picture of, and folks, if you, if you jump on Facebook and just, just search uh, explicit, explicit Plastics Bait Company, comes right up. Uh, it took me about a second, and uh, this post is from January the second. Be able to pull it up, and it talks it talks about you know, how you were ex inspired to do it, and I tell you, it uh, it looks really good. So, are they available to uh, to purchase? Everything I do is available to purchase. Um, they are the one thing that I I try to do is. Um, one thing I have been complimented on is my consistency in my color and my my schemes and my baits. So I don't feel comfortable releasing something until I'm 100% confident that I can mimic it over and over and over again. Um, 
with that, I keep a recipe book from start to finish on how I made that bait. And so it aids me in being able to reproduce that bait in a consistent matter all the time. Yeah, that, I tell you, I just, uh, I can't wait to get these out and, and try them. Now, the uh, the one thing that, uh, that I ran into, and I'm not going to name any companies because there's a lot of big, National manufacturers out there, and don't don't uh-huh. want to offend anybody. They all make good baits, <laughs> but I have had some over the years that tear very easily. Are you doing anything to these to to keep the plastic kind of solid so that they won't tear when a fish hits them? Um, it's hard to say. I'm not doing anything specific. I am using a specific plastisol. There are several different varieties that you can buy on the market. Um, And the one that I use, it's a medium, um, low low odor uh, recipe. And so it's not a super rigid and it's not a super soft plastic. But, I mean, that depending on where I go in the future, I might open up different aspects to that, but my, I've had, you know, five fish caught on a, on a little two inch craw and it hold up. I've also had two fish caught on a little two inch craw and it snap a craw off. Um, they are, they are soft plastics. Unfortunately, they do get their wear and tear, but through what I've been able to fish and the people who have purchased them from me, they have no complaints with how they hold up. Well, that'll be great. I mean, I like, I do like the feel of them because like you said, they're not super soft and some of the plastics that you can buy from the national companies, you, you take them out of the package and they're just so soft that you're like, Oh, these are, these are not going to last. You know, you do, you do want them to yeah. last a bit. So that'll be great. Now, you mentioned earlier in the uh, interview that you had two other baits coming out. You've got a worm coming out, and I'm sorry, I forgot the other one. It's a swimmer. Okay, and when will those be out? Um, I'm anticipating the worm hitting social media no le- no later than the end of the month. I am he is cutting the prototype for me tonight, and then the prototype will get mailed to me. I'll inject it and see if I need to make any further adjustments. It's actually already been shipped to me once, and there were some adjustments that needed to be made, so they got torn out of the vise and shipped back to them um, under no fault of anybody's, but it just wasn't what I had envisioned. So they went back and... You know, we scratched through design, and I came up with a, a new design and altered some things and sent him the new design last week, and it'll go to prototype today, and hopefully we'll be moving forward with that worm by no later than the end of the month. Well, that'll be that'll be great to see that come out. Now, I will tell you, for my listeners uh, looking, I have one in my hand, uh, I tell you, the detail on these craws are unbelievable. I mean, they just—they're uh, really something you've, you've got to get on there and look at them. And and seeing the picture really doesn't do do them justice. However, there is 
a, a, a little video on here on a post that you had back on December 3rd that you're holding one up, and, and you can kind of see how much movement there is. That's that's a really good uh, a good video for folks to take a look at. So one more time, tell tell our audience how to get a hold of you. Uh, Explicit Plastics Bait Company on Facebook and Explicit Plastics on Instagram. Well, AC, it has been a great uh, interview. I hope that uh, my listeners will contact you and order up some of these because I think that they're going to get a really, really good product. So um, thanks for being on with me. Well, I appreciate it, Don. And there goes AC of Explicit Plastic Bait Company. Again, I'd like to thank AC for taking the time to be on the podcast. Now, although we've been growing this past couple of years, keep telling your friends. Show them how to get to the podcast. Remember, Talking Bass in PDX. We can be heard on Spotify, Anchor FM, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and several other platforms. If nothing else, Google us. You'll also find us there, too. Well, for show ideas or feedback, email me. I love reading the emails at gonefishingpdx at gmail.com. And I'd like to thank everybody. Until next time, this has been Don Clark. Talking Bass in PDX, and I'll see you on the backcast.